Alright people, this is Gabe, and I'm here to do some explaining why this episode is so short. This episode had to be released as a review, for the full episode, without editing, was over two hours long. As for not including our rundown of the plot, you know, spoiler slash synopsis, I felt the story would, would get too confusing, you know, being explained. There are multiple characters in this film who play big roles, and with these characters' paths crossing each other multiple times and running into other characters who get introduced as the story goes, it ends up being a web of events slash interactions that at one point I almost lost track myself during the recording. This movie is better shown, not told. We did keep the synopsis part of the recording, but it's very long, and we, we may post it soon or never. But I still need to go. I still need to go over it, and you know, see if if I believe it's worth uploading, and hopefully not waste your time. Because, like I said, it it does get confusing if 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 it's being told. It's better seen. Another thing missing will be the actor credits. As for those are on the synopsis cut, and in the end, we all agreed to have it cut down and release this recording as a review to not waste your time. And the full cut was over two hours. So, yeah. I didn't want to waste your time because I didn't want to have anyone listen to it and then invest their time and then at some point just get confused. And I just don't want that to happen. So, you know what? Hey, I hope you uh, enjoy what we uh, have to offer on this one. Thanks. Are we recording? Yeah, now we are. Cool. And you know what? I'm just going to start off with this is Gabe. And this, this is, is Roger. Roger. <laughs> God damn it. You have to pick an order. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm usually always, I'm usually always like used to hearing Robert then John. <laughs> All right. I'll go third. Okay. Well, you I mean might as well go now. Yeah, go ahead. I already introduced myself. Fuck you guys. This is Robert. And this is John John. Today, or this morning, we're going to be talking about Tetris. You know what? I, I, I'm not going to bullshit you guys. Okay, when I first heard, you know, because we're, we're just going to do this. We're going to jump straight into Tetris. And when I first heard about this movie, I was, I don't know, like, it's going to be just another shit movie. How are they going to ruin Tetris? And when that trailer came out months ago, I was fucking excited after watching that trailer. Probably because it reminded you of your love for the game. No, it's because it's they were they were making a movie of the story of trying to get Tetris out to the world, you know, from Russia. You know, before you told me it was the story of Tetris, when you said there was a Tetris movie, I thought it was going to be like Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. aliens were going to drop blocks on us. Yeah. You know, and I was and, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, so you know when when I saw that trailer, I was like, man, all right, this is this is going to be fucking interesting. This is going to be cool. This is not what 
I was expecting, and that's a good thing. And I had seen the documentary for Tetris last year. It's like uh, someone made like an hour-long documentary on YouTube. It, it's pretty cool. It's very informative, and it's it's crazy what they went through just to get this video game out, j- just to get the rights. You know, yeah. it, it, it's it's a fucked up story. Yeah, there was this like tangled web of all these licensing rights and uh, essentially communist Russia's ignorance on how contracts worked that allowed the game to be released without their knowledge. And then you go back in and they're like, well, wait, we didn't agree to that. And, you know, your protagonist ends up like in the crosshairs of all these different organizations just for trying to get rights through the proper channels. And it wasn't even that. He was also in the hole, like $3 million with his bank, and he was going to lose his house and his family. Yeah. Yeah, he put everything on the line, man. Yeah, the contracts, shit, all of that was irrelevant until the, like, the Russian government had to say it was cool. Yeah, that dude believed in the game so strongly that he was willing to do whatever he had to do to get the rights to it. Here's the thing. I saw the documentary last year. You saw it recently, though, so you're more caught up with it, you know, because I, I don't remember much, you know, all the fine details. How close do you say they, you know, told the story of what actually happened in movie form? It's very close. It is actually very close. Like, the tangled web of contracts and licensing that he untangled that is very close to what actually happened the only real liberties artistic liberties that they took with this movie was just playing up the danger element a bit like the car chase thing never happened hank's family was never directly threatened by the russians and yeah i mean it's little stuff like that at any rate like the kgb was involved but they weren't involved to the degree where like the principal actor Hank or uh what's his name Alexi were ever directly threatened who was threatened Belikov the leader of Oleg was it Elorg Elorg yeah sorry got it wrong and he was under severe pressure from his own government and he was directly threatened by them. You know, aside from having a crazy, thrilling story, I was also very, I don't know, overwhelmed by nostalgia and, like, in a good way. You know, because, Absolutely. You know, because seeing, a, you know, for one, seeing the, the Game Boy in, you know, pre-production. Yes, that know, scene. That, like, yeah. yeah, that actually wow. kind of gave me chills. Yeah, dude, like I, I started crying when I saw it. Yeah, I was like, dude, this is the Game Boy. This changed video game history. You know, like it changed just the gaming world in general. And you know, uh, it, it, that was that was like one of the best moments, like seeing that right there. And then you you know, seeing Tetris being played on the Game Boy. And another moment for me would be uh, when when they show the original Tetris at Alexi's. You know, when Alexi is showing Hank the original Tetris. Oh, the coding session. Yeah. The parentheses. Where he where he got the like lines to disappear simultaneously. 
oh, this was a really quality movie. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even realize that was part of the original game. I thought all the lines disappeared when you made them. Of course, all the fan service to gamers with pixelated and you know animated, you know, uh, when they switch scenes, how they do it all in like eight bit, and then drop the overlay and it's the real scene. Yeah, that shit was brilliant. You know that, but also the music. Yes, God, this this movie has a really good soundtrack. I'm not being at all biased because it's Tetris. I I I really like this movie because it's it, it tells a fucking story in an amazing way. Like they did such a good job at telling the story, and they didn't have to even try hard to do it because this story is so fucking incredible. Like at its core, it's crazy. It's it's like that scene in Magnolia where they're showing like frogs raining from the sky, and then it just cuts <laughs> to like a black screen, and it says, "But it did happen." Fuck. I enjoyed this one a lot. Also, they I I found nothing wrong with the actors at all. I, I thought they all did a damn good job, dude. Every single one. Absolutely. Even Boris, who didn't have much to fucking say. <laughs> you know, I I I thought they were all great, man. I mean, you, you know, the assholes were being amazing and being assholes and which is funny cuz one of my favorite characters is actually <laughs> Kevin Maxwell. Oh. Was that the son or the dad? The son. Dude, he was an asshole. He yeah, was a he was. fucking douchebag. He was, but the fact that whenever he saw <laughs> Valentine, who is another asshole, he just did not like him. That's true. Like, you know, like I like when he's he he sees what's his face, uh, the main guy of Elorg walk in and then he sees Valentine. He's like Oh, Miss Evan! Oh, for fuck's sake! You know, because he sees <laughs> Valentine walk in the door like that. <laughs> like that, dude. I swear that scene always makes me laugh because he looks so happy to see him. Hey, and oh, for fuck's sake! Like, every time, and dude, I've seen the movie three times already, and I laugh every fucking time at that part. Yeah, I think the uh, KGB goons were probably my favorite characters in the movie. Yeah, they did a good job, and most of those were actually invented, like that was part of the like artistic license that they used to make this movie. Well, they were creative with it. You know, it it gets you thinking like, you know, it shows you how ugly communism is and how just terrible it was to live in Russia, you know, where people are waiting in line for food and they're like, well, sorry, man, we're all out, you know, everything you make belongs to the government. Yeah. And like Tetris, that scene where they show like that underground club that Alexi takes Hank to. And these people are like crying out for liberation in their music, in their words, like, like they were on the precipice of something and, and, and Tetris and this whole licensing ordeal that went down might have contributed to the actual fall of communist USSR. Because they realized, like, in in this whole exchange, like, capitalism works. Yeah, a lot of it was just the corruption, too, because, I mean, it was only communists for the people. The government were a bunch of capitalists. Yeah, it was all oligarchs. Yeah, they took every chance they could to make money. And they realized that they could use the capitalist system to make even more. Which is why he's like, uh, how much money has he gotten? He's like, none. 
It's like that's criminal. It's like that's communism. Thank you. Oh, like the scenes between Hank and Alexi, I think, are some of the best in the movie just because they actually exemplify the real life, like lifelong friendship that these two forged over this whole ordeal. Like it, it's an incredible story. Like yeah, and like in my for me, it would be with Kevin Maxwell because <laughs> well, it, it was just fucking hilarious. Like you know, he made. He was actually somehow the comic relief for the movie. You know, just the the like the way he was so easily annoyed by people like that. You know, yeah. like that that made me laugh. Like to me, he's like the, the you know my comic relief for the movie. It's Mister Maxwell. Yeah, exactly. Someone who who sounds like he practices that line. You know, Kevin Maxwell, CEO of Microsoft. Like, oh, shut the fuck up, dude. He's so full of himself, but just. <laughs> no completely one... oblivious to the fact that his dad is essentially running a Ponzi scheme of licensing rights and but, but also is that... running the company into the ground. But he gets no respect, and everybody calls him Kevin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's when he, Mr. He, Maxwell to you. Yeah, he hates that. And it's they, you know, Emonet. You know, that, that's why that character is one of my favorites in a movie because you know he's. I'm laughing at him, if you know what I mean. Uh, exactly. We're not laughing with you. We're laughing at you. Yeah, but overall, my favorite character is definitely uh, Alexi. For sure. He was portrayed so well. Uh, the actor's name is Nikita Yefremov. You know, which I, I, I also have to say, man, I, I love the movie, but I fucking hate it because the final countdown is still in my fucking head, dude. I'm tired of that song. I really How am. How many languages can they play that song in? <laughs> I'm just so tired of that fucking song, man. And I Need a Hero? You know, I don't mind that song. They they played I Need a Hero, I think, in two different languages. Yeah. And then, yeah. Japanese and Russian, I think. Yeah. And then the final countdown. Well, like, I mean, when it starts, like, I was obviously streaming it in headphones, and I was just like, oh, shit. And then by the end of it, all I could think of was that fucking Geico commercial. Man, I haven't even seen what commercial you're talking about. Yeah, it's a it's a Geico commercial where like it's like an office break room and Europe is in there playing the song, the final countdown to the like countdown timer on the mic on the microwave. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> also, I've got to say, I'm also really stuffy, allergies because weather sucks. But yeah, now that that's out of the way, back to Tetris. Yeah, it's springtime for Hitler in Texas. Yeah, it's bad here. <laughs> it's like, what, it's like 58, 56 outside? 57. It's 57 outside. Uh, 66 here. Execute the order. But yeah, I mean, you know, over like, John, what about you? Like, you got anything that stood out for the movie? Like, you know, as, you know, yourself? Well, I, I really liked all the KGB shit, especially the car chase and yeah, all that the, car uh, chase was the, so the KGB. Fun, oh, 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 what's his name? The one KGB dude that was always like trying to get fucking money out of Maxwell. Valentine. Like, yeah, like he didn't have like that was all invented. That wasn't part of the actual story, but I thought that was some of the coolest shit in the movie. Yeah, and then uh, when he was threatening um, Alexi's kids by showing them how gravity works. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was dark. What do you think's gonna fall faster, the chair or the marble? <laughs> 
I want Vinny Bethan on a ship attachments. <laughs> Dale. Yeah, he's he played a good villain, man. He even had that look. You know who actually ended up with 50% ownership of uh, Tetris? Hank? Belikoff. Oh, if the, if the shit that happened to him in the movie actually happened to him, he deserved it. Yeah, because he did what was best for him and his fucking country. Belikoff was a great character and apparently, like, really, really a standout in real life as well. I felt bad for him. I mean, in the movie anyway, but... That's like, oh man, the shit he went through sucked, and then like seeing him the next day with the bruises. Yeah, that shit hurt. It's a bit murky waters whether he actually got the shit beat out of him when he was pressured by the KGB, but that's a fair portrayal. Yeah, I was going to say that probably isn't too far off what actually happened. So he he was also like a real person? Yes. Okay. Oh no shit, you just said he got 50% of it, never mind. Fuck. Yeah, and he was the... He was the actual head of Elmorg at the time? Yeah. Well, as, you know, aside from, you know, a quick little talk about, you know, the real life stuff about it, it was directed by John S. Baird. I have not heard of this guy. I have not either. But in my research, like, he has done stuff we've seen. I don't think so, because he has, like, Cass from 2008, Filth from 2013, Stan and Ollie 2018. I feel like he might have some small screen credits. Because I remember reading about it and being like, oh, yeah, I watched that. I just, I don't recall offhand. Like, it wasn't worthy of writing down. He was an associate producer on Green Street Hooligans. I saw that. Mm, that's when I remember. So do you remember anything, like, else that he's done, John? I mean, because... Oh, no, nothing else he's done stands out to me. Like, other than Tetris, that's it. Yeah, and it was written by uh, Noah Pink, who's done mostly short films and uh, some executive producer credits. I think that might be who I was thinking of. Well, this is probably the stuff that really puts him on the map. But, well, who is it? Uh, Lauren Bauf? Lauren Baufe? I don't even know how to say this dude's name. Lorna Balfa. Well, he did, or he or she did the music to Terminator Genesis, Ghost oh. in the Shell, Lego Batman. 13 Hours, you know, the uh, Soldiers of Benghazi, Pacific Wait, Rim what, Uprising. Was it the live-action ghost in the show? Yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, Mission Impossible Fallout, The Tomorrow War, Top Gun Maverick, Black Adam, and both upcoming Mission Impossible movies. Because there's, there's two Mission Impossible movies coming out. I mean, this person's got a... They've got know. some street cred going. Yeah, they, they got some pretty good credit. You know, and of course it was distributed by Apple, and the budget was $80 million. That's incredible for all the location shooting they did. Like, it, it, wow. I didn't know that the budget was that small for a movie this size. You could see it in some areas. You know, like, like the whole, uh, that, with the parade in Russia. Mm -hmm. Just something about that parade looks off. The tanks, the smoke. Oh, that was clearly CGI. Yeah, you know, it's like something just looks off. You know, you you know, it's like okay, yeah, then you know, it's a real low budget film. You know, other than that, I mean, I mean, that's all I could get for credits, man. Because <laughs> what else can I say? You know what I mean? Yeah, there was very little to complain about with this movie. Like, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, with just credits, you know, it's just they did an amazing job. I mean, honestly, to me, it did not look like a cheap movie. This this looked like a straight up 
aside from the Russian tanks, it looked like a like this movie could have. Yeah, it could have been a wide release in theaters. People yeah. would have gone to see it just because of their love of the game. Yeah, I've gone to see documentary films in theaters. I would have totally paid for this. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. I I honestly want to buy it on Blu-ray. Like I even looked up like when's the Blu-ray coming out. So well, you know, go fuck yourself because we even we don't know. It's so, worthy. Yeah, yeah. It yeah I mean, it, yeah, it's worthy. Like also because I, I I want to cancel my Apple subscription. I got three months to Apple TV because I you know my iPad Pro, but I already saw the movie. There's nothing else because Apple TV doesn't have anything. It's boring. The only thing worth getting for is Tetris. Yeah, they so definitely say, you lack know, content at this yeah, point. Yeah, so I'd say get get the trial membership to Apple Plus or Apple TV, and once you watch Tetris, cancel it because there ain't much to you know. <laughs> there ain't much. But uh, aside from that, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and just give it my recommendation, man. And just say people need to watch this fucking movie. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely see this movie, especially if you're a gamer and you like Tetris. Yeah. yeah. Or even if you just like thrilling storytelling, edgy receipt moments. Like, this whole movie was an edgy receipt ride. Yes, exactly. The pacing was perfect in this movie. Like, there was never a dull moment. Literally, in the entire movie, there was never a part where I'm like, well, this is a slow scene. Like, there's always that sense of dramatic tension, even in the slow moments. And I have to say, like, this movie is about obtaining licensing rights to a video game. Like, that's something that would normally make for, like, boring fodder, you know? But it's told in such a way that it becomes so much more than that. The movie at its heart and, like, in real life is about bringing Hank and Alexei together. Tetris did that. They're lifelong friends and business partners. Like, it brought them together. Like, how many millions of people have been brought together by this game? That unified, like, shared experience of experiencing this game and playing this game, both by yourself and with others. Like, have you ever heard anybody say, oh, I don't like fucking Tetris? Like, if you have, they're morons. No, this game I, I is have. amazing. Believe me, I have. And do you view them as morons? Well, well I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's obvious. Like, like you probably don't talk to them anymore. <laughs> this is a brilliant fucking game. And a brilliant movie based on the story of the licensing rights to this game. It's It's incredible. Would have thought there'd be so much espionage involved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're dealing with Soviet Russia, so yeah. Yeah, they are American. Keep an eye on them all the time.